Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. And I am Ryan McCarsky. Ryan McCarsky, how are you other than freezing and up and early in the morning? <laughs> freezing it out for the gospel's sake, my friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, listen, the, the only thing that you can have uh, sol- solace in right now or refuges in is like this, man. It's, there's someone else in another country going through something worse. <laughs> that, that, is, that is it. That is it. Yeah, no, that's true. That's, that, that's the encouraging for you as I'm sitting in my heated great office. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a heated car in a parka, but I'm a, but I'm <laughs> I see you with that big old coat. I, I just feel so bad. I said, help him, Lord. Help him. <laughs> I, I haven't worn a jacket in forever, man. But I was like, it's gonna oh. not be above freezing today. So I gotta throw on a jacket today. <laughs> oh man, listen, we it it we had such a blast the last time talking about blasphemy. Yep. Oh my goodness. And this is a topic again that we we I haven't heard much description or much talked about, right? And I want to jump straight right. in because there's so much to cover today on this thing, man. Um, what is your thoughts as you as you've been studying blaspheme and, and and I know you and I study this and we get into it, man. What's some of the things that 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 highlight to you? Oh man, you know, and as I study and I just look at you know the meaning of it and 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 where we're where we're at, I I really just the the fear of the Lord um has been been coming up to me. Uh truthfully, on, just that we we need more of the fear of the Lord. Um, I, one of the things I wrote down was Ecclesiastes 12, 12 13, um, because that's one that it, it first comes to mind. Uh, on, Ecclesiastes man. 12, 13 says, and, and this is after Solomon has basically written this in, the entire thing with Proverbs and then Ecclesiastes. Um, this is one of the last verses in Ecclesiastes that says, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Basically, the conclusion of all of life is fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's so all. Good. That's and I, so I'm good. Like, I'm like, man, like if we could just get the fear of the Lord and just to follow. And I, I'm, I'm kind of translating this into more of New, New Testament. Right. So fear the Lord and follow what Jesus said. We're, we're, we're going to be living out what what he wants. And oh, that's what I've been, I've been feeling. I mean, if if. And it says in Isaiah 11, I think around verse four or five, that it's talking about Jesus here. And he he desired the spirit of the fear of the Lord. If Jesus desired the spirit of the fear of the Lord, why don't we? And I think the fear of the Lord will keep us away from a lot of different things, such as blaspheming. That's what I've been really studying on it. Oh, Ryan, that's so that's so powerful. I think I think you and I did. No, that's not too much. Listen, we coming out the gate, y'all. Right out the gate because I'm so overwhelmed. I, I just got to say this: God is on the move. Oh man, God is on the move. Uh, for those guys that are listening to this, that were a part of what God was doing this weekend, man, we had such a powerful time with the Lord. Such such a like literally, God walked in the room. And captured our hearts because we were desperate just for him. And I'm telling you, um, this the desperate part of the desperation cry. And Ryan, you hit it on the head because it almost seems like an oxymoron, like the fear of the Lord is a cry. 
right? But it yeah. is, right? Um, and I, I think, I, I don't know what podcast, I wish I had it. And um, I don't remember what podcast, I know you and I did a whole thing on the fear of the Lord. I, yeah. If I was you guys, I would yeah. go back and it's this honor and yeah. reverence for God and seeing God for who he is, right? Right. And I think once you begin to start understanding how big God is, right? How amazing, how incredible Elohim, the God, the creator of human mankind, the God of the universe, right? And this is just not preacher talk. Like this is for real. Like when you begin to start understanding God, there is an awe and a reverence. And then the fact that this God wants to be with you, it's another level in it right and so when you walk into a room like we did on saturday and you have a group of men with with their hearts saying man we know who god is and we yep. honor and reverence god for who he is and because of it we asking god meet with us and god comes in right there's a this there's something about a recognizing who he is yep. right recognizing his greatness um you sparked this to me, uh, Ryan. I know you got your Bible there. Isaiah 45. Yes. I because you hear something so powerful. Like, I didn't know we were going to go down this route, but that's how it happens with the Holy Spirit. Like, <laughs> the fear of the Lord, right? Part yeah. of understanding and not blaspheming God, right? Because one thing, I, I want to say this before we read this. When you blaspheme God, you are blaspheming God and him alone. Like we're going to talk about in the future, blaspheming the Holy Spirit, blaspheming of Jesus. Yeah. Now I'm talking about blaspheming Elohim, blaspheming yeah. God. And you're 100%. Most people live a blasphemous life against God because they have no fear of God. And yeah. again, that word fear is not, I'm not afraid of God. I honor yeah. God. I know who he is, but they don't have a proper knowledge a uh, concept, right? Understanding, yep. awakening, right? There has to be a revelation to God, right? Um, right? You hear, you hear all the time, right? People talk crazy, right? Um, yep. They damning God, they're doing this, and when you hear somebody talk like that, for me, I don't look at that person as the enemy of God. I, I, I know we have our hands in Isaiah forty six five, but I, I, I'm flowing here. And I want to know your opinion on this, Ryan. Um, yeah. I don't look at somebody like that. I don't look at somebody that's damning God or living a lifestyle that damns God, right? I don't look yeah. at that person as that's God's enemy. Because this is what we do in our minds. We automatically make them God's enemy. Yep. I just, I look at that person as that person's not aware. They don't have an mm -hmm. awareness of the grandest of the greatness of who God is. They don't have an awareness. They, they can't. Because it's tough for me to realize if you, if you have that awareness for you to blaspheme God. Yeah, I, I feel that they probably have not. They maybe have either never had an encounter or never been touched by the Lord, which will, which will instantly turn you out of that state of, of blaspheming God, because honestly, like when you, when you have an encounter, like you mentioned, um, you and the guys had on Saturday, um, you, you can't help, but like, you can't help, but have reverence for God with that. Um, if you, and again, this is why, and I, uh, I'm so most, most of our listeners have heard about Brownsville and what I've heard about Brownsville there's some people that had encounters there 
and then legitimately 10 years later left the faith and even admitted that they didn't even believe that there was a God. I've heard these testimonies. When in reality, we talk about this all the time. If you don't have a constant connection with the Holy Spirit, that is what happened. They had an in, so that's why I, I, when we're saying this, I don't want it to say it's a, it's an, a singular encounter. It has to be a daily encounter. It's, that it's is a, what's going to give us the fear of the Lord. It's a life of surrender. Yep. It's understanding yep. <laughs> to your point. You're not God. He is like, you got to understand that. Right. And so that's why the invitation of Jesus was simple. Come die to yourself. What? Yep. Oh. And then it, not only once daily, pick up your cross daily. The cross is only picked up for one reason. Brian, in all the studies that you've done, Rome yep. was the only society that really sacrificed this way, that did this. Yep. The yep. cross is picked up for what, Ryan? What, what is the cross used for? Crucifixion, to crucify To someone. die, to right? To, to death, right? To and death. so when Jesus said, pick up your cross daily, yeah. right? It's a daily death to the flesh. And so there's got to be a daily recognizing how great he is. And and how much you need him. Woo! How big he is. Because this uh, is what Isaiah, yeah. Isaiah 46, 5 says. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we should be alike? <laughs> I love I love God's flex here through the prophet Isaiah. It, it, reminds, me of, it reminds me of Job. Oh, 100%. Job, Job where were you? Where were you? I, I always... I always think about that because I'm like, if I if I if I get too um say inflated with I think I know so much about something, I always go, Job always comes back to my I think it's the Holy Spirit, like, where were you? Where were you in this and that? And I was like, Oh, I wasn't. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was not there. It was it, it, I wasn't it there. Was, uh Job 38 for those who need it. Job 38 says, Job 38. Where were you? <laughs> where were you when I created? Where were you when I formed? And yep. and and that's for the time that you come so small. And you're like I wasn't there. I'm not. <laughs> I have not from the beginning. But I think yep. the, the recognition of of how great God is. Right. Yeah. I'm telling you, if you want not, if you because that's what blaspheming is. Right. Part of blaspheming is making yourself equal to God. There's an equality. Like I yep. know what he and and this is pious pride and we're going to see some examples of that in scripture right we're going to go into some yep. of these examples right where lucifer did it right where where other kings have done this like i'm going to be like god no there's only one god and once you recognize him as as god elohim the i am right and you recognize how big he is then it puts him in perspective and it puts you in perspective right putting yep. him in perspective keeps you from not blaspheming. I'm telling you, when you put God in perspective and put and no, like he's saying that through Isaiah, look, look at look at verse nine of that same Isaiah 46. Mm -hmm. Verse nine and 10, what does it say there in verse nine? Yeah. Uh, so verse nine says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. <laughs> I am God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand 
and I will do all my pleasure. Yo, first of all, the flex from God here is, um, <laughs> and I'm saying this with all respect, and the word flex for those who don't understand it, meaning the way <laughs> the way God's bragging on his stuff, bro. Listen, yep. right there, <laughs> the way he ends that, I will do all my pleasure. Like, I'm doing what I want to do. <laughs> like, yep. Yep. you're not going to be able to stop me. Like, that, are you, he says, there is no one like me. I stand alone, right? Declaring the end from the beginning, right? When you begin to start exalting God, if you're having a, a hard time in your life where you're walking into blaspheming God, right? And again, remember, yeah. blaspheme is part of our old nature. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to get to worship because worship is new Ooh. nature, right? And so, because yep. because yep. I was just going to say this, like, once you begin to start recognizing who he is and then giving him glory for who he is, blaspheming ceases. It ceased yep. to exist, right? Yep. Because you're putting him in his proper context. And when you put God in his proper context, everything else bows down. Every knee yep. will bow. Every yep. tongue will confess. We have to remember that that's the promise. That's where we're going. Where we're heading for towards in the spirit is that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. Not maybe. It shall happen. And think about what you, what you just said. Those individuals that... A lot of them are will be blaspheming God. It says in Revelation, they will be blaspheming and tongue biting against Come God. On, and then at a, at a singular moment when he comes out of the clouds of glory, they will, they will bow. And again, we can use what, what happened to John in Revelation 1, fall to their face as of dead. Dead. And start to, and start to worship because he is that glorious. Honestly, for the majority, we, we get, I think where it's crazy, even what you mentioned about on Saturday, that is just a glimpse. Oh, come that's on, how man. Wide, wild it is when we have these encounters, and, and I've I've shared my encounters. The, the, as powerful it was to me, that was just a glimpse. That was a glimpse. If you see him coming out of the cloud of glory, you're not even going to be able to move. You're going to get what I would quote unquote stuck because you can't move. It's impossible. Yo, yeah. you're a hundred. Listen, what I love that you said that what we experience in this side of glory is shown in a glimpse of glory. It's not yeah. all of him. Listen, listen to yeah. what I mean. You just I had we have to go there. Philippians 2 5. We have okay. to go there. We have to go there before we go to what you just said in, in Psalms and in Revelation that they're, they're, they're gonna be blasphemers on the earth. Yeah. Um, it said verse 5, Philippians 2 5, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ who being form of God did not consider it a robbery to be equal with God. He was equal. Jesus is equal, right? This is how we know yep. who Jesus is. Remember yep. here in Isaiah 46, there's no one equal, no one equal, yep. but the Godhead father, son, and Holy spirit are equal. That's it. That's, That's it. God. When you talk about Jesus, you talk about God. When you talk about God, you talk about Jesus. When you talk about Holy spirit, you talk about Jesus and God. It's all one, right? He said, I love this because this goes with so it goes so well with Isaiah, verse seven. But made himself of no reputation, taking up the form of, of a bond servant and coming into the likeness of men. Verse eight, and being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. I feel the Holy Spirit on this. Mm. This is what this is what uh, Ryan and I were saying. I mean, you want to not you want to walk in. A, a level of not blaspheming God, become mm. obedient to the point of death. 
Become Ooh. obedient to the point of death. Like, this is it. This is the road that I know this sounds crazy when we say this, but the road that Jesus invites you is the road that he took. Die to mm. that flesh, right? And listen to what it says. Even the death of the cross. Therefore, because Jesus was obedient and Jesus said no to the flesh and he died to his flesh and he died on the cross. Look at what verse 9 says. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and those under the earth. He, he took everybody, whether you're in heaven, whether you're alive, or whether you're in the grave. Every one of you will bow at this name and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father forever. Mm. Man. Jesus will be glorified. God will be glorified. Yeah. Holy Spirit will be glorified. I know that sounds messed up to some. The Holy Spirit will be glorified. <laughs> yep. they, the Godhead will be exalted. Every knee will bow, yep. right? Amen. And just because there's blaspheming on the earth and blaspheme is present doesn't mean that 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 it, it doesn't take away of who God is. It doesn't mm -hmm. take away of his glory. It doesn't take away. None of it takes away from him. Right. right. These are things yep. that we're dealing with our flesh, but it doesn't move God. Right. Yeah. And. Um, I want you to read for me, if you can, and read for yep. all of us, Psalm yep. 74, 10, because this is Psalm 74 yep. and Revelations are going to give us an understanding. Who is it that we blaspheme when we are on this earth? Yeah, so um, this is Psalm 74, verse 10. It says, Oh God, how long will the adversary reproach? Will the enemy blaspheme your name forever? Ooh, would the enemy blaspheme your name forever? Mm. I don't know if you ever felt this way, um, but there's sometimes as you see things happening in this earth, you know what I mean? And um, this is the, the contemplation of Asaph, right? Is this statement done, right? So yeah. as Asaph is contemplating this, I, I mean, this contemplation comes to us because you see the destruction of, of what's happening in humanity. You see what's happening all over the globe. And remember, who is the number one blasphemer? The devil. Right? Lucifer, right? Yeah, when Lucifer. He, yeah. he, try, he tried to look at God and say, you know what? I'm going to be like you. Again, anything blaspheme is is... One of the definitions, right, is first of all, we, we look at next, the uh, definitions that we gave last week. But one of them is being equal to God, trying to make yeah. yourself equal to God, which is what Lucifer did. Which if, if you see those who actually have attributes of Satan, you can see that on earth. These men that try to become equal with God, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be like you, God. I got you. And God's like, no, no, no there's no one like me, right? Yep. I, I am he. But here, Asaph is going, man, I've seen all this destruction. Is, is the enemy going to blaspheme against you? And, and, and guess what? It doesn't stop. So look at what Revelation 13 says. So yeah. this, 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 this thought pattern of the enemy constantly blaspheming God doesn't stop, and it's not going to stop. I don't right. believe it's going to stop, Ryan, until he gets 
done with forever until yep. Revelations when it says, and he will be thrown into the lake of fire, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I, yep. So we're going to have blaspheming on the earth. Look at Revelations 13, 4 to 6. Do you want to read that or you want me to read it? Um, I can read it if you want. Go ahead. Go ahead. Read it because it's so yeah. good. It's so good. So, Revelations 13. Yeah. yeah. Revelation 13, verses 4 through 6. Uh, so they worship the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worship the beast saying, who is like the beast? Oh, stop right there. Oh. Stop right there. Yep. Who is like the beast? Remember. That is what the enemy wants. He wants the glory that only God gets. I'm going to say that again. The enemy wants the glory that only God can get. He's always been like this. Remember, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, it does not matter. You're always going to read this contrary thought that the enemy thinks he can be God, right? Go ahead. Yep. Uh, so who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he who was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he who was given authority to continue for 42 months. Please check out the book of Daniel if you want to know what that is. Probably verse, chapter 12, I think. Um, then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. Now, 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 now. Did you did you catch this? I, no, first of all, I just felt like one of those preachers on TV. Did you catch this? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Like I'm not that. even gonna say. I'm not even gonna say. No, here we go there. No, here we go there. <laughs> I just caught myself. Like, did you catch this? Did you catch? No, you no, got, no, no, no. <laughs> right hey, Duben, Duben, I know you're laughing because that came out of me. Like, did you catch? This? No. <laughs> did, you, did you see this part? And he was given the authority. It's funny. He was given the authority. Yep. Look at he. This is what, it makes me laugh. Like he was given the authority for yeah. 42 months, right? Yeah. Then he opened his mouth, blaspheme against who? God. And blaspheme his name, blaspheme his tabernacle, and those who dwell. That is the enemy's. Like, if you want to know a description of the enemy, if you want to know a description of Lucifer, if you want to know the description of destruction. Is this blasphemy against God, blasphemy against his name, blasphemy his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. That's that's what he wants. But what he doesn't understand is like sometimes what we don't understand. Bro, you was created, man. Like, <laughs> like you was created. Do you understand? Like us, we can we can put ourselves in this predicament in a sense where here he was given the authority. To us, we giving this opportunity to choose God or not to choose God, to choose to worship him or to choose to blaspheme, right? We are given that opportunity. Now, our flesh a lot of times chooses to blaspheme. That's what we choose to do, right? Yep. But just because you make that choice doesn't mean that it changes who God is. Doesn't mean that it removes him from power. Doesn't remove It doesn't remove his glory in any way. It doesn't remove his stature in any way. He is still God and there's no one equal to him. I, I find it interesting. This just came to my mind when you're talking about he was given authority to continue for 42 months. It reminds me so much of Job chapter one, when legitimately God allowed it. Like in reality, like God allowed this. He could have stopped at any time. That's why I always my mind is always perplexed with the book of Job because God's like, OK, like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll allow I'll allow this. And that's it's interesting because. 
then what happens when he was allowed for 42 months? He was bla- he blasphemed the, the end of the blasphemed God who allowed it anyway. It doesn't like it. It's like, do you realize you have no control? Like you are, you are under someone's authority, and then you still are doing this to the to God who is has authority over you. It, it makes Listen, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, yeah, I love that you say that. I gotta read Galatians six. I gotta read Galatians six because we we do this. This I do this. I'm blaming myself. I do this. I I fall into these patterns and thinking. And, it's, it, and the patterns don't make sense, but it's the patterns of the flesh. It's that old nature. That old nature wants to be glorified. It wants it wants the glory. It wants it, it. Galatians 6, 3 to 5, right? It says this. For if anyone thinks himself to be something when he's nothing. <laughs> I love this. I love this. He deceives himself, but each lets each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another for each one shall bear his own load when you think you're something that you're not right and that's that that's the that's when we allow the holy spirit to speak into our hearts because guess what god's commandments are his commandments right and remember jesus made them even that much harder but just to, just take the first three commandments right that's thou shalt not put no other gods before him. Thou shalt not make no graven images, right? That, and you should not take the name uh, uh, the name of the Lord in vain, right? All those three commandments are saying what? Don't blaspheme God. That's what yep. that's what that's what it's saying. Don't blaspheme yep. God. But how many times thou shalt not put no other gods before him? How many times do we put other things before God every single day? Yep. Our flesh wants. And, and then and then again, this Galatians six Paul's like, like just smacks us. It's like, though you think you if you anyone thinks himself to be something, but you're nothing. Like you deceive, you're deceiving yourself to think that, oh, I'm gonna continue to, to put other gods before him, and I'm good because I'm I'm that big. No, 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 no. Hold up, if God is gonna somehow, some way show you, uh, you're not God. Just like he did. You keep on mentioning Job. Just like he did to yep. Job. Job, you're not God. I, I, I promise you, you're gonna see that one way. It's us recognizing those moments, right? Yep. Right. Yep. It's having the Holy Spirit highlight those moments in our lives to say, "Man, I am not like God. Yeah. Right? I'm not. I'm never gonna." And there's so many examples in the scriptures, Ryan. I want to go to a book that you read, but I want to get your thoughts on this. Like, like these commandments have always been here. Right from the Old Testament, we know those commandments are there. We know that even yep. Jesus said, "If you look at a woman with lust, right, yep. you commit adultery." But how many times we allow the flesh to think, "Oh, so because we giving, we feeding." I said it a couple of weeks ago. Whatever you feed lives, and whatever you starve dies. Whatever you feed lives, and whatever you start. If you feed your yep. flesh, yep. and the corruption of your flesh, your flesh is going to do one thing and one thing alone. I'm going to blaspheme God. Yep. <laughs> That's it. It, yep. I mean, it's it's just what your flesh is gonna do. Your spirit man is gonna say, "No, I'm gonna actually worship God." The yep. the the key for you and me and I, you and I, and everyone that's listening to us, am I allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to me every day to die to this flesh so that my spirit gives glory to God, or am I gonna put God's before Him? Am I gonna make things graven images? Am I gonna use the Lord's name in vain? Am I gonna do these things on a daily basis, or am I gonna walk in the Spirit? That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, 
we we talked about this the other day. It's a it's a it's a faith walk. It's a walk with it's a walk with the Holy Spirit every every moment. That's what we need. That's the only way that we we would be able to fulfill what it is He's called us to do and not and not be in the flesh. Come on, man. I mean, walking that, in the Spirit, man. I, I want to give some examples of the Bible. You're 100 percent correct, and we always listen. We always gonna bring it to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the Father, man. But I want to. I want some examples here, man, so that we can see, uh, and then we're gonna land this plane, all right? Uh, because, because even I want this. This not only this thing of equality with God, Ryan. There's this thing that our lives, our lives itself, our representation of God could become blasphemous. And I'm gonna show you that through Scripture. Like, if 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 you're representing God in a way that He, that others. How can I say this? And we're gonna we're gonna go in David's life to see this, because David did this. David did something in his life that made others blaspheme God. Mm. I'm gonna just leave that there. We're gonna get there, but let's go to Daniel uh, chapter four. You know the story of King Nebuchadnezzar. Yep. <laughs> and I love this story. And anyone knows, uh, if anyone has been in, in the gospel any of any amount of time, the book of Daniel is one of those books that gets preached a lot because the contrast and the surrender and Hananiah, Mish, Mishael, and Azariah, the way they just surrender to God, um, it's unbelievable. In the, in, in the midst of destruction, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of all kinds of stuff, right? Um, yep. Daniel 4.28, Ryan. What does what does that say? Uh, let's see. Uh, do you want me to read twenty eight and twenty nine, or just yeah, yeah, read read twenty eight. Actually, we we'll kind of start reading now. I think we're gonna read all the way to thirty three. Okay, so uh, Daniel was it four right? Daniel four twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar at the end of the twelve months he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon. The king spoke, saying, Is not this great Babylon that I have built, em emphasis on I, that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty? Now, the stop right there. I got to say this. Now, this is, this is after. The like, I dreams. want you to understand. This is after the two dreams. This yep. is after... The encounter of seeing, remember, he saw already at this point, he, he saw Hananiah, Mishael, and yeah. Azariah, and someone else in the fire, right? And yeah. after he, he giving glory to God, like this, so, so, so you understand, this Nebuchadnezzar is us. Like, we always want to be Daniel in the story. No one wants to be Nebuchadnezzar, but I believe there's a lot of Nebuchadnezzar in us. Like, he has this great, you said it earlier, Ryan, he, he has this great encounter with God, right? Yeah. If you if you can look at what what was it? Uh, I gotta I gotta see. Uh, hold on one second. It is. Oh man, help us, Jesus. He promotes. Look at. I, I'm gonna just in Daniel chapter two forty six. He promotes Nebuchadnezzar as Hananiah Mishael. Why? Because in chapter two, right? Now the dream is explained, but he literally sees. Them in the fiery furnace, right? And he has yep. this great encounter. He he yep. recognizes their God. 
He yeah. recognizes how big God is. We've done this. We've had encounters with God. And for some reason, by chapter four, all of it goes out the window. <laughs> like, it all yeah. goes out the window. Go ahead. Keep on saying. Uh, so, um, we finished off in- the I have built for, yep. for a royal dwelling. My Go yep. ahead. In verse 30, and he was- he was boasting at this point. Um, and I'm, 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 I, 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 look what I built. Go ahead. And as he's boasting, verse 31 says, while the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. Wow, that sounds a lot like Saul. Just, Come just on, saying. man. Come um, on, man. Verse, verse 32, and, and, they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you until you know, until you know that the Most High in the kingdom of men and gives it to whom he chooses. Oh. Not that, oh. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. So... Verse 33, to, to close it out, that very hour, literally within the hour, the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar. He was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew of heaven till his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. Whoa, listen, listen, listen. Time out, time out. Hold on a second. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to give this example so we can understand my word. If, if there's a contrast, and again, I'm not putting Nebuchadnezzar like he's not like us. See, we will read this story. We always want, I always say this, and you've heard me say this a thousand times, right? We always yep. want to be the heroes of the Bible. I yep. want to be the Daniel. Most of us are like Nebuchadnezzar. I've been yep. Nebuchadnezzar. My flesh acts like Nebuchadnezzar. I have these great encounters with God, and then you know this, you have great encounters with God and then these, and then life goes good, right? And then and then we forget God, you know what I mean? And then we start looking at the favor of the Lord. And this is what it sounds like to Americans. Oh, God is favoring, man. Man, they gave me another couple of dollars at the job. Oh, he gave me a promotion. Oh, I got the brand new car. Oh, I got the brand new house. Oh, my kids are the greatest kids. Oh, my kids are the best sports kids. And we start, and we start celebrating, we start celebrating, and then we forget yeah. God altogether. And then we start yep. looking around us as we start going. We sit in our houses with our nice leather chairs and our great BMWs in our garages and go, look what I built. And God's like, oh, you did? This is, this you, you did, you built this? And then those things become our God and money yep. become our God. You and I were talking about this the other day about money, man. You yep. know how many people have, and I, again, I'm not meaning to this, to be condemning on this. This is the sure. fact. You know how many people have a lot of money in the bank and then and and they look at it, right? And they go, yeah. look, look at this great thing that I have in the bank. Oh my goodness, I got I got security, bro. What? That money is not your security, <laughs> right? And we we see the things that we built with our hands, and they become our securities, and they become our trust. And God's like, I'm your trust. Mm. Trust in me alone. You can't trust in nothing of the flesh. And I love when he says, until you know that the most high rules Nebuchadnezzar, you think you did this? All right, I'm gonna help, I'm gonna help you understand that there's only one God. There's only yep. one most high, and his name is Elohim. 
His name is Yahweh. There's no one like him. No one's ever going to be like him. He's God alone. And Amen. some may trust in horses. Some may trust in chariots. But we will trust in the name of our God. And I'm telling you, a lot of times, Ryan, we're trusting. Our things are becoming our images. Yep. Our yep. things are becoming our idols. In America, our things are becoming what makes us blaspheme God. There I say it. I'm going to say it again. Our Ooh. things are becoming the things that make us blaspheme God. And what we don't understand is that God is trying to keep our eyes strictly on him. But yep. we look at the greatness of, because of, we live such a great life in America. Yep. I feel the Holy Ghost on this, man. We live such a blessed life, Ryan, that sometimes we cannot see. And, and the first world problems that we have are first world problems. And we don't see that there's suffering. We don't see that things are, that people are going through real issues of life, right? Because yep. even, even the, the homeless person in America lives, uh, I know, I know this sounds, I don't mean to be um, hateful in any way or evil to people that are living a homeless life. But I'm telling you, even in this country, even a homeless person has better shelter and has better things than 90% than of the world that are living in such impoverished such things that are hurtful every day and so a lot of times we're like nebuchadnezzar we look at the things that we built look yep. at this great thing look at how much money i have in my bank look at the watches that i have look at the cars that i have look at that my kids are, are doctors and nurses and, and all the stuff that we brag on instead of humbly coming before the lord and saying yep. god all of this i all of this is yours none of it belongs to me so that ryan when he tells you to give it away it doesn't hurt you oh man that's uh you 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 struck a nerve with many my friend <laughs> but, it's, but it's, am, am i am i saying a lie you are not you are not saying a lie you're actually saying the truth that majority of people actually don't want to hear which is the truth like it's the truth sometimes hurts Sometimes it's true it's true but that's how we are but that's how we are like unless and i know you've traveled a lot like in your life so you've seen a lot of different people in a lot of different circumstances and i think we can both agree that where we live in america like most people aren't as happy as certain people in the world that have weight loss than we do a hundred percent yep a hundred percent and again we don't even see that as blasphemy but it is Right. Yep. Because, again, we're making things equal to God. Nothing yep. is equal to him. And again, we may not say it consciously. We don't. Of course, no Christian going to go. Is your money equal to God? They're going to go. No, they're not. Yep. OK, let me see how much of it have you given it away. Let me look at your credit card statements. Let me look at your bank statements and see how much of it. Are you do you keep on buying for yourself or do you are you meeting needs of people? Right. Yep. That's 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 when the that's when the rubber breaks the world. Right, that's it. Uh, that's what really the and, and do we have time for one more, one more yeah, example? Man, do, All right, do it. I know. Listen, this is so good. This is what blaspheme against God. Listen, our flesh blasphemes against God all the time. This is why I want these examples to be here so we can know we blaspheme God all the time, man. And thank God for grace and mercy. And next week we're gonna hit that. Next week we're gonna talk about there is an Old Testament penalty. But there's a New Testament grace. Uh, I'm going to say that again. Yep. Old Testament pen penalty for New Testament grace. But that's for next week. Look at what the yep. word says in. Um, look, let's go to 2 Samuel 12. Okay. Verse. Let's. We're going to start at verse 5. And this is when Nathan is addressing Sam, 
uh, Davis Sin. Ooh, ooh, boy. <laughs> yep, yep. yep for yep. those who are like, all right, now, now we're not dealing with, now we're not dealing with like these images and these graven images, and and so now it's another thing. Look at what the word says here, man. I don't know if you ever saw this, but as I studied this this week, Ryan, this thing hit me like a ton of bricks. This description of blasphemy. Um, I was just reading the verse one. I know you're starting in verse five. Go ahead, read verse one. Read verse one. No, no, no. Just this first part where it says, "Then the Lord set Nathan to Dan to David." I always wonder. I'm like, if I'm Nathan, and I know the Lord sent me here, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I want to say this. I might have to hit the king hard. (laughs) I mean, I think, like, I, I I just, uh, so many people want to be deemed prophets now in society. So many people want the title of prophet. If I'm Nathan here, I don't want to be a prophet because I know like I'm actually hearing the Lord because because let's be Come honest, on, man. Prophets, prophets back then, they're hearing the Lord and they're, and the Lord's like, you better say it to who I want you to say Come it. Come on. Nathan, uh, I just put myself in his shoes. I'm like, uh, do I really want to say this to King David? <laughs> I mean, sorry. I was just thinking that. Was, no, I, I, don't be sorry, man. Listen, I'm, 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 I'm trying to remember the prophet. Uh, there's uh, in the word where, where they said, uh, they told him, Is there anything good that you can prophesy? <laughs> anything good that you can say? What's the Jer- what's the Jeremiah? What's I, the I don't Jeremiah? know who Jeremiah, Jeremiah I'm trying to remember. <laughs> like, he was like, They were like, Can you say anything good to us? He's like, Nah, no, nah. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna nah. give you what the word says. <laughs> and you're 100% correct, man. Many people want to prophesy. I think that I, I think really many people prophesy, but nobody wants to bring conviction to the heart. I think anyone that's walking with a prophetic gift. Uh, in today's age, uh, so those who, who are walking in this gift are always going to deal with the matters of the heart, are always going to be revealing the matters of the heart. And that's that's the true prophetic gift, I believe, in today and age. A New Testament prophetic gift is revealing the matters of the heart because it's, it's the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reveals the matters of the heart. And so when the Holy Spirit is trying to reveal your heart to you and you're not listening, he'll bring a voice so that to tell you exactly what he's already been telling you. So I don't believe New Testament uh, prophets are giving you anything new. They're giving you what the Holy Spirit is giving you, but they're revealing your heart to your point, right? And they're not going to say it the pretty way, right? Because here, look, go ahead and read verse five. What happens? Uh, yeah, so Second Samuel 12, verse five says, so David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die. <laughs> like so he's explaining to him about this story and yep. david gets and what's the next verse verse six verse six says and, and and david's still speaking and he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing and because he had no pity oh man and here comes nathan verse seven then nathan <laughs> said to david um you are the man you but, are the man buddy you are the man and then he uses <laughs> Thus says the God of Israel, <laughs> I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. Oh, man. You're that dude, man. You're, You're the, the one that did it. Nobody else did it. You did it, man. And and I just I just could see David's face at that moment because, mama, all Psalms 51 is written out of this conversation, right? So if you guys, uh, if you guys feel from the Holy Spirit, go read Psalms 51 and read how David now repents because he's like, and then I, I know I love David says in Psalm 51 against you and you alone have I sinned because he realized, oh, I'm this man. 
But let's yeah. read. Ver go down to verse 13 to 15, because this is this yeah. is the stuff that hit me that I never saw before. Yep. So uh, verse 13 says, so David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, all right. Of all right. Stop right there. I want okay. those to be. There's an however. Yep. However. Hold on a second. Yep. Because yep. David yep. thought he was going to die as a king. Yep. He said, yeah. But he said, however, go ahead. However, because or because by this deed, you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. Oh, hold on a second. Because oh, you did this and because you did this act, you open up a door for the Ooh. enemies to blaspheme God. To blaspheme the child also who is born to you shall surely die. Then Nathan departed to his house. I'm out. Means, here's the bomb. All right. I'm please. out. I'm I'll leaving. That's all. That's all he has to say. I'll see you later. I'm out. I'm gone. And so it hit me that Ryan with this. David's representation gave a way for others to blaspheme God. Oh, man. David's representation of God opened the door for others yeah. to blaspheme God. Yeah. Not only do we blaspheme God. But we can open doors for others to blaspheme God because of our behavior. Because we're saying, I'm on God's side. I'm doing it God's way. And I don't know about you, Ryan, but I feel this. There's a lot of folks in America, especially American Christianity, that do this, that they give away because of their own lifestyles. Because they said, oh, I believe God, I'm all sold out. I'm dying to the flesh. And like, you know, no, you're not dying to nothing, brother. You're living in the flesh, man. You prideful <laughs> and arrogant. And you yep. give way for others to blaspheme God. And there's yep. such a, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this, and, and, and this is my last words. Yep. And then I'm going to let you talk here, Ryan. You can end it. Yep. But I'm going to end it the way that we, there's such a fear of God that has to come to us, right? Yep. Because we need to fear God. Why? Because we have to understand that even our lifestyle, the way we live our lives and our representation of God could either bring people to worship God or could bring other people to blaspheme God. Now, it's up to them to do what they want to do with their lifestyle. But here we saw that if, it, if, if, if this was not a big deal, this was not, would not have been mentioned about David. Yep, but I believe sure. this is a big deal to God because he told him, however, because of your deeds that you've done, You've given great occasion for the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme God. And, yep. and man, this is where the fear of the Lord has to come within us. It's like, God, I, I want my life to rep reflect others to worship you. I want when people encounter me that they don't look and go, oh, this is a fake Christian, man. That guy is not a Christian at all. Or saying or when, they, when, they, when they encounter me. They encounter the Holy Spirit. They encounter the fruit of the Spirit. That once they encounter the fruit of the Spirit, said, man, I want to worship that guy's God because, my goodness, the love that's coming out of him, the gentleness, the self-control that's coming out of him, man, I don't know. There's something about him that's different. Amen. Rather than them saying, man, this guy says he's, he loves God. I don't want that guy's God. And so to me, this is where we need to fear the Lord the most. And our yep. behavior and the way we act every day. And so this grace for us, this mercy for us, yep. and this, this a highlight of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit talks to us, let's obey him when he says, no, you just said, turn around. 
you 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 was acting rude to that waitress. Turn around and bless her because you just cursed, cursed her. Be obedient yep. and, and and look at that person and say, hey, I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't mean to do that. Live in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lust mm. of the flesh. The last time I say, Ryan, I'm going to leave the last for you. Go ahead. So the, so the, <laughs> this might sound weird, but I, I allow the Holy Spirit to make you feel small. And what I mean by that is that allow him to show you how big God actually is. Because oh, we, we love to inflate ourselves about how much knowledge we have or ability or skills. Allow the Holy Spirit to make you feel small so that you can actually recognize how big God really is. That's my prayer for everyone because that will crush the flesh. It will crush the arrogance. It will crush you blaspheming because you will recognize how big God is and how much he loves you. That's my Wow, word. man, this this is this is some time. Uh, man, I, I don't even want to stop. I feel the Holy Spirit. I don't even want to stop, man. But we're going to stop right here, man. We love you guys. Maranatha Shalom next week. I'm excited, Ryan, to jump in yes. with you. The Old and New Testament uh, view yeah. of blaspheme. Love um, and I'm hoping that you guys enjoy this, man. Uh, love you guys, and we'll talk soon. Shalom. Amen. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.